The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This is Homeboy88 of the Video Game Connection Podcast. Now with video on Spotify, just like Joe Rogan, complete with a special intro, game clips, movie clips, and music videos all in one show. It's a jam-packed hour of a great audio and visual experience. So check it out on Spotify and press play. One of the only video podcasts out today. So type in the Video Game Connection Podcast on Spotify to experience the show. Thank you. Trick Williams on the outside. Will tonight be the night 
for Hayes to silence his critics, to put to bed his haters. He says he is nothing but a vibe, and right now, he is chopping down the field. Melo Hayes is on a roll right now. I say this kid, like I said, just stay focused. Stay consistent. He'll be like Tony Montana. Uh -oh. The world could be his. Oh, the world may not be his book, because he may not be walking tomorrow. and Waller just turned it around quick as a cat. What is on the mind of Apollo Crews as you hear the very vocal NXT Universe here tonight at Halloween Havoc? And Waller up to the eye, right to the eye again of Crews. Oh! That's it. It's over. Both these women need to think about this, boy. Too late to be thinking, man. We're in it. Again, the chair in hand. The same chair he beat Brutus down with. Oh, just went off. And now Julia's starting to fight back. But again, Kemp, almost relentless. Oh, wow. He just threw the ring bell. Oh, this match. What the hell? It's getting out, Whoa. Of, it's getting out of hand right now. I mean, this match has a little bit of a element. No holds barred. It could be a street fight. It could be a little bit of everything here tonight at Halloween Havoc. Boy, we better watch ourselves. Things will be flying this way. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get in front and catch something. These two, look, we knew this was a highly anticipated fight, and it's been everything and more here at Halloween Havoc. And Julius, ooh, 
Kemp. They knew this wasn't going to be, oh, a catch, a, catch Kemp classic. Instead, this is going to be a good old-fashioned fight. And now Kemp. has been the most dominant women's champion in recent memory. And she just wants some respect, put out her name, and she could be beaten into fire right now. Yeah, I like that. That's Mandy Rose. Mandy has come a long way, all the way from tough enough, and I look at her now. She's the best in this business. Look at the look on her face. The scowl, like Rocky Balboa would say, oh, Mick. Now, Mick would say that, right? Yeah. Hey, scowl. Yeah. I got what you're saying. Either way, <laughs> Mandy Rose has been impressive over the last year. But she has seemed to be a little disheveled over the last month or so. I just get disheveled, distracted in so many different ways. But right now, Mandy is on the move. Well, still trending number one, Halloween Havoc. And when you wonder if Alba Fire is able to dethrone Mandy Rose here tonight. Oh, it's too much time. There's Lee. Lee trying to climb, trying to hold on and Bad, bad. Oh, what the, what, what the hell is he doing? What is he doing? Look at the power. What is he doing? Look at the strength. What the hell oh, is he doing? Crap. Hey. Looking for again the devil inside. Dragging off, having it blocked once again, hoisting up McDonough. And for Dragunov. Oh! Combination offense. And you take a look at a guy like Dragunov who has taken a lot of punishment in this matchup. Look, he doesn't fear pain. It's not that. He welcomes it. It is not that. It is adrenaline, man. What's it's he the, doing? It's adrenaline. What the hell's Dragunov thinking? Another level. And right now, he knows winning that goal. Breaker, oh, gotta keep eyes in the back of your head. Dragging off now, trying to peel Breaker away. Breaker able to create some separation, and now Breaker could be looking for that Frankensteiner into a power bomb. Wow. You ever see that book? Never. Have you ever seen that? Never.
Homeboy Shabani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Littman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PWC NXT Halloween Havoc Review Show. I'm your host, Jimmy T, and my co-host, he's back in the saddle with me as always. He's Evil Dose. He is Dr. Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to the show. How'd you, I mean, were you pumped for Halloween Havoc? And I can see the ambience in the background is very spooky, shall I say, Jeff. It's my Halloween lighting. Is it spooky? Is it uh, tricky or treaty? It's trick and treaty, my life, Jeff. And happy Halloween, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Well, Halloween is until next week. But yeah, we've got an early True. trick or treat. we got some pumpkin spice. I don't know. Uh, what, what do you think of the show overall? Uh, I'm a bit 50-50, to be honest, man. I think there was too many gimmick matches, even though I knew it was going to be that way. But I just felt like it was almost like extreme rules in many ways, if that makes any yeah. sense. You're not like, it didn't feel that. Right. It didn't feel like a Halloween Havoc either at all. You know what I mean? Especially going by the past. But it is what it is. I mean, it was a fun show, though. Just a little bit overrated, maybe. I love the show. I have to be honest. I mean, uh, you know, I, I wish that this was not on Saturday night, that this was more of a Saturday afternoon or morning type of show. It, it felt more like a more cartoony than, than wrestling. And I know about Halloween Havoc. And listen, I remember last year, the Haunted House match. And, and you know, I enjoyed that. And I don't actually, this stuff with Toxic Attraction in the Haunted House, however silly that might have been, that was probably some of the more entertaining stuff on the show. Um, I, I didn't think the matches were generally great. You thought all the matches were great? No, I, I didn't think that they were generally yeah. great. I'm not sure that there was a single great match on there. Um, some were better than others, but all, well, felt like what you would get from a developmental program, which, I mean, I guess it is, but a lot of the people they brought in really aren't. I mean, so yeah, we'll get into it. And that's probably the issue. I was probably going into this show expecting a lot more, and you're right. I thought it was, maybe it was just me, but the matches kind of sucked. I'm not going to lie. I mean, even the main event disappointed me in many ways, dude. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I'm not really into Madonna or Dragunov, so I wasn't expecting to love the main event. But as far as a wrestling match was concerned, that was probably the best wrestling match. Uh, the first match at least had the spots and, and sort of the excitement factor. It was some of the ones in the middle fell more flat than, than those. But, you know, when you have those multi-person matches, well, they're both men, men's matches. When you have those multi-men matches, um, you know, it's even if something isn't good, something else probably is. Absolutely. You know what? My favorite ma- match of the night was probably Kemp and, um, and one of the Creed brothers, man. I thought that match was absolutely brutal. In many ways, yeah. we didn't get any blood, but it was... I, I, I... Um, until the end. I mean, I, I liked that match too, and it ended the way I thought. 
By the way, if I if I didn't insist on trying to swerve one match like I always do, I would have gone six and zero. Um, but um, uh -huh. well, when we get to the the ambulance match, I'll tell you what my issue was. It's, I mean, it's not nitpicky. I think it's actually sort of major. Um, so we'll get there. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I I can't complain too much when my Saturday night activity is scheduled for me. And it's on Peacock, which I get for free. And I know I say that all the time, but it does make a difference. It, it makes a big difference versus paying $50 for an AEW pay-per-view. And La Sicario is watching it with me. She's like, three hours, that's too long. I'm like, well, wait, wait, wait till you watch some of the AEW pay-per-views that are five and five and a half hours. Well, she, she just she made an expression of, like, basically it was her version of inconceivable. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm sure, like, uh, you know, La Sicaria is not the biggest professional wrestling fan, but imagine her putting up with five and a half hours of pro wrestling, no less. She would not. She, she would not. And, I mean, no, she's not a pro wrestling fan, but she, she enjoys it for what it is. And, and, you know, there are things she likes. I mean, most of it is just to, you know, be with me. That's like Douglas over here. I mean, she used to hate wrestling, dude. But now I think, funny enough, she kind of likes it. <laughs> I think Douglas likes it more than La Sicaria does. But then again, you've been together. Oh, definitely. Oh, that's true too. But uh, trust me, I've put her through the ringers <laughs> of professional wrestling. But um, let's get into the show anyway. And just quietly before we get into it, I'm a little delayed, aren't I? On the screen. Can you hear me clearly though? Uh, at times, at times you get that, you know, reverb kind of thing. That Damn delay. it. But, but I'm, I'm working Christ, through it. Alright, well, if I'm too reverbed and, and whatnot, you might have to just take over a bit. I don't know what's going on with my net, but it is what it is for now. And sorry to our listeners and viewers. Yeah. Alright, well, let's yeah, I didn't start. hear anything you just <laughs> Oh, really? Well, I was just, yeah. can you hear me now? Yes. I was just mentioning how if I'm going to go in and out like this because of my internet, basically take over. Yeah, good, good, good luck on that one. Um, it'll be a quick show, which I guess maybe is a, is a good thing. So, I don't know. Why, why, don't you, why don't you frame the show, set the scene for us like you like to do? Hell gimmick, which is kind of amusing. Uh, we're starting with what could be the craziest battle of the entire night, which is the North American Championship ladder match between Wes Lee versus Kamala Hayes versus Nathan Fraser versus Vagna and Oremenza. And the is pretty right, actually. Wes Lee defeated Kamala Hayes and Nathan Fraser and Vol Wagner and Menza to become your new North American Championship uh, champion. And, um,. I think this was great in terms of story-wise because he completes his comeback story and he becomes a single champion for the very first time, Jeff. Yeah, no, it did, it did do that. And, you know, if anyone remembers the prediction show, I kept saying, I really want to go with Les Wesley, but I think they're going to screw him one more time and they bring back Nash Carter, which is me thinking, you know, like how I would book things um, right. versus just how they would book things. Uh, I also was like, well, it's, it's the first match, so if they're going to... You know, put a sourpuss. You know, make everyone go boo. It's going to be the first match. 
the last match, you have to send everyone home either happy or shocked. Um, but I was overthinking things, as I knew I was, and I said, I picked Carmelo Hayes, but I said, I think I'm going to be wrong, which that doesn't vitiate it. I was wrong. I think I got this one wrong. But um, mm-hmm. this match, I think, demonstrated the best of NXT and the worst of NXT. So you clearly have people who are athletic, uh, with all the ladders and stuff there, no one got hurt. There was no blood. There was no obvious botches. But there were times where you could see Nathan Frazier like looking many times when he's supposed to be injured. You know, look looking to see where people were and moving to different spots of the ring. Um, at the same time, you notice people like Wesley doing it on the fly. Like he could adjust his body. Like he he, he did it. While moving, he got his way around, which is the difference between someone who's ready for the big time and someone who's uh, still training or, you know, maybe just isn't meant for matches like this. Oro Menza had a a really nice sort of like he was flipped over and like almost did like a Pele kick, but it was almost like a pinwheel thing because he was midair. That was that was a pretty cool move. Von Wagner did a couple, you know, good power moves, but mostly he was just there to throw things around and. You know, he mostly was inoffensive, which is good. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it was it was Wesley's redemption story. So, and, absolutely, and yeah, no, absolutely, and it was a skip way to hell match. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I'm I'm happy for his Lee. I mean, I'm sure you saw the footage of him hugging Mr. HBK himself up for Michaels after the match in the back, and. Um, is Nash Carter, do you think it's possible Nash Carter would be back? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, in essence, it factored into me, you know, going with the wrong decision. So, yes, I, I think it's possible. Though now with West with the singles championship, it makes it less necessary. But they're really good tag team. And, you know, I, I don't know what his future would be being as small as he is on the main roster, but he is that likable underdog babyface. So, if they put the gas around him and treat him like a Ray Mysterio, I, I mean, I've said it a hundred times. He, he, he's probably the closest thing to an inheritor of that kind of role. Um, you know, I know people thought that it would be Ricochet for a bit, and that just hasn't seemed to work out. He did, Ricochet doesn't have the personality for it. Frankly, I think he'd be a better heel. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm starting to think less and less the Nash Carter will come back. Um, just because of the way I'm thinking, why why give the guy the North America title, which tends to be the stepping stone before being elevated to the main roster? Yeah, it seems like that. What's up with the championship? The elevation? I, I don't know. It just seems it just uh, seems to be a pattern. I mean, Damian Priest, uh, you, you know, uh, um, Keith Lee, um, a few others. I mean, Roderick Strong never did, but uh, didn't Santos Escobar have the North American title? Yeah, so yes, Santos uh, Swerve. Uh, so yeah, it's it, you know it's sort of like in the old days, the Intercontinental Championship used to be your stepping stone to the World Championship. That's sort of the way I see it. That the and I think now the World Championship in NXT or the NXT Heavyweight Championship is at least for Braun, which is most of the modern era, is is to get him used to working all different styles, all different kinds of matches. So then when he's in the main roster, he, he learns how to work with all different kinds of people. And and if a script gets torn up, which, you know, happens less with Vince or more with Vince than with the current regime. So we have heard, 
Um, right. But anyway, so he's more adaptable. That if something goes wrong, he can adapt to it because he, you know, and I, I see him getting there. I just, uh, he just, he really needs to work on a, having a personality and having more of a, more promo charisma than banking on being a Steiner. Cause you know, that, that'll get you a long way, but it, it won't get you to the promised land. That'll, that'll get you a, a Cesaro career. Won't get you a Roman career. Well, that's true. And you can still hear me by the way, right, Jeff? Yeah. All right, cool. Am I breaking up? A little bit. Yeah, this, this is sucky, man. <laughs> My internet sucks. Sorry to all our listeners and viewers but there's nothing i can really do about it it is what it is um well, that's the treat let's, trick but the treat is they get more of me they do they get more women less jimmy t but uh it is what it is um as we come back Druid was shown bringing out the casket for the next match but before that we're shown toxic attraction pulling up to the haunted tra- trail as alba fire asked Mandy Rose to show up this evening as JC Jane wasn't feeling it at all but Gigi Dolan had completely changed her mind and was ready to hop out and have some fun Jane grabbed on the arm by a fake zombie and him face in response they walked by a creepy kid with an axe and told him to get to the haunted house all then swung open fire could be heard creepily shouting Mandy I'm waiting they went inside. Mandy suggested they split up, and JC roughly <laughs> chinted her for not watching enough horror flicks. Uh, Rose demanded they do it anyway because she wanted to to hasten the to hasten the process. Jane was instantly scared by something and ran off from where she came. She ended up in a room full of skeletons. Something moved behind her, but when she turned, she was behind her and dragged her away. So there's one Jeff. Mm-hmm. As Gigi sat down at the table with Chucky and other haunting folk, when Alba showed up and slammed her head against the table, a brawl, in sh- a brawl ensured, and JC a- appeared to be getting the better of it initially, but she ended up in a haunted freezer. There's two down now, Jeff, and then we go to Rose, low blow the Grim Reaper, and man, did he put some respect on her name, and she was scared by a piano note. Then another... When she looked to the piano, no one was there playing it. When she turned back around, her challenger was facing her down. Another fight broke out, and all the haunted creatures were pitching in to help fire. By the end of it, all the bad girls were left in a heap, and Alba was driving off, presumably to the arena to actually have the match they have planned later on tonight in the show. Um, I'm going to say this, Jeff. Up until we get to that matchup between... Uh, Alba and uh, Mandy Rose. I hated this shit, bro. Okay. If you're looking at this as a wrestling show, yeah. I mean, th- th- this is dopey. Um, Overacting. This is the same thing they did last Jesus year. Christ. I think it's the same haunted houses last year. Um, so I just, I, I, I knew we were going to get this kind of thing. I knew we were going to get Chucky. I knew we were going to, so, I mean, yeah, it was Scooby-Doo, or, or, or for those of you who are old enough to have seen Abbott and Costello me Frankenstein, it was it was a little bit like that. Um, it was silly comedy, but, uh, you know, sorry. I will say one thing that matters. The lighting in the car was not flattering at all to J.C. Jane. Um, it made her look like she was 40. Um, so... <laughs> Anyway, oh, yeah, this, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people hated it. 
But if you were watching Halloween Havoc, knowing what they did last year, going into that you're going to hate this part of it, yeah, I mean, shame on you for watching it. So, I mean, I took it for what it was. It was enjoyable. But the plan was they were going to find Alba Fire, drag her into the ass, you know, beat her down, drag her into the ring and finish her ass uh, as quickly as possible. Of course, you know, they walked right into Alba Fire's trap and they should have listened to uh, J.C. Jane all along. Um, it was an awful long drive, though, from the haunted house to the ring, uh, to the CWC. Um, where Mandy Rose, well, we saw once that uh, Alba Fire punched her again or kicked her again to sort of render her unconscious a second time. But um, that, was, that was quite a long trip because uh, it took another like two or three matches to get there. Yeah, it did. And it, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I get sick of these cinematic type of matches. And, and <laughs> I mean, women with the right people to sort of pull off this sort of cinematic type of match. But, uh, or whatever would, you want to call it. I would almost prefer that, like, you know how, like, there used to be, like, Christmas and Halloween specials for kids with casts of real shows, and they were like this? Right. I would rather WWE did, like, Halloween special for the kids and then did something like this for that. And then you, the kids could watch, you know, the Thanksgiving special, the Christmas special, the Halloween special, whatever, and, and have stuff like this. But then have, you know, make Halloween Havoc just, a, you know, sort of a more adult theme, like sort of more brutal um, wrestling show. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I would prefer that too. I just, I just knew what I was going to get. So, you know. uh, no, absolutely, you're right, uh, <coughs> and I agree. Uh, when we get, when we cut back to ringside, Vic Joseph tells us that the Druids have finally got in the casket into place, and we go to our next matchup, which is before, Apollo Cruz. Before we get there, what, why are there Druids here? This is not the Undertaker. I don't know. I this hated thing. this too, dude. Yeah, I mean. Aside from the fact that, I mean, you know, they play no other role except doing this. And, and like, you could see one of them was wearing sneakers. What what druid wears a sneak? Was that wears sneakers? <laughs> oh, fuck do you find out, man. Uh, the, it was unnecessary, put it that way. Right. Especially, were they implying, like, Apollo Crews was some sort of uh, paranormal, Undertaker-esque type of fucking guy? I mean, come on. I don't know. I mean, listen, this this is this is HBK's NXT, so apparently this was his idea. I'm sure that, you know, part of his concussed brain is like Undertaker's brain. <laughs> Everyone loves The Undertaker, but everyone loves The Undertaker. Right, Druids right. haven't really worked with anybody else. So, uh... You're right, man. It was and, dumb. Yeah, it, it was dumb. And, and by the way, they, they, they've got like a spooky equivalent already on their own show with Joe Gacy and his little group. Um, uh. which wore druid robes for a while. So, um, yeah, I wasn't digging the druid thing, but th this was the least of the concerns regarding this match. So uh, continue framing it professionally as you are wont to do. Well, thank you. As we go to the match itself, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we get Apollo Crews versus Grayson Whaler. And um, decent match. I didn't mind the match. But cut a long story short, Apollo Crews ends up defeating Grayson Whaler. And um, I was actually impressed by Grayson, man. I think he's pretty good in the ring. I actually like the way he, he can go, man. Like, he absolutely can go for for what I was expecting. I mean, I've seen him a couple of times, but I felt I enjoyed this match compared to his previous matches. I felt he'd done pretty well. Unfortunately, Apollo Crews won. And I'm pretty sure we both got that one right. Also, yes, 
Um, wow. I didn't like this match at all. I have really? never really liked Grayson Waller. He's got one move, which is the elbow drop, which is not even that clean. Um, he's got the facial expressions. I know there's people who like him, but I don't like him. And I do like Apollo Crews, but I thought he sucked in this match. He, he, mm -hmm. he oversold too much. He didn't sell when he was supposed to sell. It's a, it, it, maybe that's why he's back in developmental because it seemed like he, he needed he didn't he didn't know the cues i don't know if he was playing along with waller's pace or whatever it was um i thought the whole thing where apollo cruz went through the first casket and broke the wood and they're acting is it over is it over booker t's like it's over come on man booker you've been in this business 35 years you know that the casket match ends when somebody closes the casket on the other person it's just like the ambulance match except it's a different vessel um, so it doesn't work when you cast through it. No, 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 uh, rock hard. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's spooky Halloween. Don't, don't you get it? Trick or treat. The, the lighting all is all part of it. Anyway, I can't afford lights. Um, and shout out to rock hard Jimmy Prenders just quietly. Yeah. I, I thought this match stunk to be frank with you. I, and it doesn't help that I don't like Grayson Waller. I, I didn't really like any part of it, except that I got it right. Well, I, I thought he did all right for what it was. But, uh, yeah, look, like, like we were saying at the start of the show, it wasn't the greatest show in terms of wrestling in ring. But, um, whoa, whoa, what's with the light yeah, there, Jeff? That's right. Just yeah. trying to make him, just trying try to make uh, the champ happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Champion of the champ. Central Pennsylvania Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> the Central Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, and check out, uh, uh, what's it called? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, check it out on the, was it the 27th of October? Yeah, the 27th, this Thursday. Mischief Night? No, Mischief Night. Sorry. Or Mischief Night, yeah. On pay-per-view, but you can check out, see, I could be calling the actual event. Indeed we will be. This is exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, dummies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, as I was saying, Apollo Crews defeats Grayson Waller, Whaler, whatever you want to call him. He ended up winning. The Druids were around the ring as per usual. We had a second fucking... I just want to... What's up with that little mini fucking uh, casket that we had out of the match, man? Well, it was obviously for the go, you know, break through the wood spot where there was supposed to be the confusion, which I, I don't think added to the match at all. Um, I don't know. This whole thing was weird. If, the, if this was Shawn Michaels' first effort at planning a show from top to bottom, it, it, I would say I'd give him like a D, maybe an F. Fair enough. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Prentiss says in the chat, I'm going to pound that pussy. All right, meow. I wonder who is that. Generally speaking, that's a good philosophy for for life. But what Jimmy is saying, he's talking about El Gato Pussy Grande, who is yes. his mystery opponent uh, at Mischief Night, and we're not sure who El Gato Pussy Grande is. Uh, we have a lot of leads. We have a lot of suspicions. We're thinking Ricochet. We think maybe it's Rey Mysterio. We think maybe it's. Uh, Jushin <laughs> Liger, Ultimo Dragon. Prince Puma. It could be Prince Puma, I'm hearing. Could be Prince He's Puma. He's a cat. Could, could be Pentagon. We're, we're, we're not sure who it is. Um, 
So we're not sure what version of Penta we'll get either. It could be Penta El Zero Medio, it could be Pentagon, <laughs> Pentagon Junior, Pentagon Dark. Well, is Pentagon it Penta El Zero Pussigato? It could be. The only good news, if it is in fact Penta, is that he does a lot of losing in big matches here in North America. Well, above the Rio Grande, uh, the United States part of North America. Um, so that, that's a good, that's a good data point for Rock Hard. Absolutely, and funny that name. What was he called? El Gato Pussy Grande. So it translates to the cat pussy big, like the large pussy cat. <laughs> Well, it's the cat pussy big. That's what it really comes out to, right? I it mean, could be, yeah. Well, grande <laughs> can also be the great, depending on how you use it. Well, like that's Charlemagne, you know. Well, whoever the cat is, I mean, is it great or is it, or is it big, like grand? You know, all these questions <laughs> will be answered, Mischief Night. Mischief Night, twenty seventh of October, was it eight p.m. Eastern, I believe. Yes. <laughs> well, Dollar Club Wrestling in the chat says Corey, Jade, Roxanne, and Shotzi were all dollar worthy at the Havoc, but didn't win. Uh, Interesting. I will agree that Shotzi was dollar worthy, especially in the Beetlejuice outfit. Absolutely. Um, but I'm afraid that I didn't. Now, listen, if she did some more segments later in the evening, it was going to go to her. I was ready to, to, to give my dollar to Shotzi, but it was not to be because for whatever reason, her segments ended. Now, the merciful part of that is that Quincy Elliott's segments ended too. Thank God. I don't know what anyone sees. What the fuck was that, bro? Banana? Really? I don't... I, I don't... Listen, you're the one who's been trying to tell me that people like him and that he's good and all that. Listen, well, they do. He's not big enough to be that fat. He's not tall enough to be that fat. His personality isn't big enough to be that interesting. I mean, I... I, I I understand that everyone wants to be all inclusive, but just because somebody is trans and and you know pretends to be a diva, doesn't mean. I mean, frankly, Dalton Castle does it better. Other people do it better. I just, I just, he's not that good a wrestler. His person, I mean, but, his person, like Lash Legend's personality is bigger than his. Well, that's true. But does he do it as good as this guy does? It's peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. Way up, way up, way up, way up. Now there you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. Peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly. Sorry, Brian, it's just not doing it today. Do the peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. Peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. We'll see, Jeff. That's you. You're Peter. And that was Quincy. And I agree 100%. Sorry, Quincy. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> but for the record, I give my dollar to Shotzi absolutely for, for NXT. So, um, <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'd definitely buy that for a dollar, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. It's an excellent pick. Um... There just was a better one. And Jimmy Prenders in the chat says, Big Pussy. Yeah. Howard. A little bitch. Coward. Little bitch. As Rockhart said, there's goes? one word for that, and that's Big Pussy. Big Pussy. Absolutely. The biggest. The biggest big pussy out there. Well, speaking of pussies, we get a Chase U class session where <laughs> Andre calls his students the juzzling shits, Jeff. 
because they couldn't name where the location of the 1995 Halloween Havoc show was. But it's a joyous occasion this evening because I didn't even know Duke Hudson is a new student in this. But anyway. We just had this discussion. You said, isn't he released yet? And I said, every time I think he's released, he just pops up again. And... For fuck's sake. Talk about trick or treat. Uh, there he was wearing his stupid ass outfit with the vest with his sleeve his his shirt sleeves not even rolled up just like pulled up like 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 reversed it's it's the whole thing is weird it's weird I can't stand him Jeff so it was a little I bit funny can't yeah, I gotta say. it was a little funny well Duke Anthony is indeed the new student and Duke is excited to be here he had one question who did the outsiders defeat to win the world tag team championship for the first time on Halloween Havoc 1996 I remember watching that live back in 96 on pay-per-view Jeff and it was Booker T and Stevie Ray Harlem Heat right. back not, in 1996 not the uh, Nasty Boys as Bodie thought no no not at all actually the Nasty Boys were on the 95 card I believe if I'm if memory serves me correct but it wasn't against the outsiders way too many cards because they were Hulk's friends <laughs> Excuse me. Well, that's true too. Um, but anyway, of course, it was Hudson who had the right answer after Bodie Haywood failed multiple times. It was Harlem Heat, as I said, not the Nasty Boys or the Steiner Brothers. Bodie met with Andre after class was dismissed and said he doesn't trust Duke. Chase agreed, but said Bodie needs to be the best student he can be anyway. What do you think of the segment, Jeff? It was sort of funny. I mean, it's your typical Chase University stuff. So, you know, it made me chuckle. It's There was less chucky, so it was fun. Less chucky, more pussy, I guess. Um, it is what it is. Uh, more but pussy. anywho, more pussy, what? meow. Wow. Well, we, well, we're shown fire driving to the arena again, Jeff. She had Rose in the back that both headed in. Cut to a, but we cut to a backstage interview with Pretty Deadly who were talking about how they look along with wanting to keep their title. The women's tag Chata and Chance showed up and made mention Pretty Deadly being too confused with how they look. Some more words were exchanged and they seeing who leaves the show. And then a grudge match between Jade and Roxanne Perez in a, in a weapons wild match. But uh, <laughs> what do you think of this little pretty deadly car segment? And why are the more of interacting here, dude? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just to promote that this week on NXT, both tag team championships are up for grabs, are being defended. But yeah, I, I don't know why they're interacting. Um, I mean, pretty deadly. There's an example of an act that basically does Quincy Elliott's act better than Quincy Elliott does. Um, right there. Pretty Deadly by themselves? Eh, I can give them or take them. Uh, Quincy, pretty Deadly with Lash Legend? Goldmine. Love them. Print the money. Look, the only thing I, I have about Lash Legend, right, is she reminds me too much of Bianca Belair, man, in terms of her look, her size, the way she talks. It's very Bianca Belair-ish, or am I tripping? That's how You're I tripping. take her, dude. You really think I'm tripping? Yeah, right. no, she 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 has she's got much more of a loud, more obnoxious, more aggressive demeanor than Bianca Belair's. Bianca is much more, you know, of the I don't know, 
Like you could tell Bianca Belair went to college, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Are you calling Lesh Lesh I think is also stupid? taller. I think she's bigger. She was a college basketball player. Um, listen, last legend though, by herself, don't like her. With Pretty Deadly, goldmine. Somehow it works. You take you take two pieces of shit and somehow the two pieces <laughs> shit together some somehow make a beautiful chocolate delight. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean pretty deadly ain't pretty bad i mean they're they're all right uh, let's be honest i mean they look they're, they're just a throwback to the 80s um you know all the fucking then dude the that look they got man like uh yeah, the body donna's like poison and shit like that look i get it yeah it's like glam rock glam rock guys that's it i call one guy fabio and the other one legolas <laughs> the you know the the elf from from lord of the rings i mean yeah but i mean listen uh, alone they're yeah, yeah they're right i can like i said i can give or take them but when, when they're with last legend i just love the whole thing i mean it's it, they're so different that it works beautifully i don't know why they split them apart it doesn't make any sense well, that happens in NXT, but uh, we go back to our weapons wild match between Cora oh, Jade versus Roxanne Perez. This is where I got shit wrong, dude. I went with Cora, you went with Roxanne. There goes my first L. That makes me 97% Jimmy. Mm. And <laughs> um, yeah, Roxanne Perez defeats Cora Jade. Um, it was all right, this match. I mean, um, I don't know, man. There were some okay. spots. I mean, when they both fell fell well, off. Some the bad spots, right? They look like they hit their heads just about on the floor. Yeah, I mean, there was the "You were never my friend." You were always no. my friend. I mean, that's a typical Shawn Michaels, you know, throwback to Shawn Michaels you know, with Ric Flair, bro. Yeah, absolutely. WrestleMania. That's exactly what it reminded me of, and it had Shawn Michaels written all over that. Absolutely spot on. For a weapons match, they used way too few weapons. Um, I don't understand why Cora Jade in the beginning was running away from the uh, skateboard when there were steel chairs right next to her. Aw, thanks, guys. <laughs> Listen, I don't. One of the things I try to avoid being is too sexy, so it's hard. Um, <laughs> when is DJ Massifix fighting the doctor? Which doctor? Dr. Jeff Lemon or Dr. Michael Jago, PhD? There's a couple of doctors around the event, so. Or is it a handicap match? Or is it a handicap match? Absolutely. We're gonna I mean, beat him in who Hawaii. Knows? Maybe at Philadelphia Pound Down next next month at Dollar Club Wrestling. We'll see. Maybe we'll start a Patreon and we'll have a match in Kauai. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and he's referencing you. I need to come down to the states, man. I need to get shit fucking popping. Because it would be pretty difficult to do anything from down here. But anyway, are you on uh, the continue on. list? No. Why? Why would I be? Just what are you trying it. to say, Jeff? What are you trying to say? Like I got a criminal record and I can't, I, I mean, can't get to the all states. All those conspiracy theories. I figure you're on one of those QAnon <laughs> lists or something. No, 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 no. I'm all right, man. I'm cool. I hope. All you right, guys are pretty strict. We're pretty strict too. So I mean, you're strict. Uh, much stricter. Yeah, I think we are. I agree. I think Much. that's true. Um, no, you're right. This match, right ending, I, I thought the match was just okay. Yeah. Like, I didn't give a shit. And to be honest, I, had, I hadn't been invested in this feud anyway. I mean, I just started watching NXT once again. So, it is what it is. Who cares? Had they listened uh, to me, they would have added Cora J to Toxic Attraction so she could have been part of Mean Girls. 
And then in a few months, they could have all betrayed Mandy Rose, thus making her a baby face and changing the title that way. And then Mandy could go back to the main roster. Um, and that would be better than whatever this schlock was. But th- that can still be done. But yeah, I, I didn't think this match was anything to write home about. Uh, you're right. Absolutely. Spot on. Um, after that, they uh, we get an announcement about the NXT deadline for December 10, the final show of the year for the brand, as Shotzi made her way out this time dressed up as Beetlejuice. She introduced oh, her co-host. She looked great, I think, as Beetlejuice good here. Good God. Good God, indeed. Or the Helsing. Super Diva dressed... Uh, yeah, no, she looked great, man. She was awesome. She introduced her co-host, the Super Diva, dressed as a damn banana. Shotzi said she loved the costume. She and when slipped Ali on his own banana peel and knocked himself out. That would have been great. That would have been funny, but yeah. we didn't get that. Elliot was responding. Lash Legend then interrupts. She was pissed off about the fact that someone from SmackDown was hosting this show instead of her. And, you know, instead of her, an actually good host. Elliot said hearing her on the microphone was actually the most horrifying thing of the evening as Shotzi decided to and handle things herself, screaming and then hitting Lash with a DDT as they danced, and that was the segment, Jeff. I did laugh, though, when when Shotzi's music hit, Quincy was... Um, the banana kind of funny to me he was doing it pretty good but uh yeah this is just nothing just a few shits and giggles shall we say jeff aside from shotzi's outfit and the way she wore that outfit and the way it wore her the only part of this that i actually enjoyed was from quincy's side was when he mentioned that lash's show had been canceled for months that was (laughs) that was good because i like when wrestling has a memory beyond that this was just you know whatever but Shotzi apparently will be facing Lash Legend on Tuesday, and they say Shotzi returns to NXT. What I'm not sure about is, is if that's semi-permanent, sort of like Apollo Crews or not. So that's, a, that's a question mark, or if it's just a one-off, because I think Shotzi's good enough to be on the main roster. So Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is just one of those things where they're going to try to attract more eyes to the show by putting more main roster people on NXT on a weekly basis rather than you know, sort of these excursions, so to speak. Um, I think I don't think she'll be permanently on NXT because she still seems to be a big part of SmackDown. So I don't I see so. it, man. Yeah. Well, I, I you know so what the other rumor is of who's going to returning to NXT? Not Nakamura, right? No, no, no. We already talked about that. Right. No, that's why I'm asking. No, who's the other one? The guy that another guy that both you and Steve don't like, and that's Donovan Dijakovic. Get him out of WWE completely. I didn't, and Steve doesn't like him either. Well, he's got good taste because seriously, uh, Donovan died your dickhead, as I like to say. And uh, yeah, that's what he is. I can't stand him, dude. He's big, but so what? Is he mean? I mean he, is he mean to you? Did he, did he steal your first girlfriend? Well, I mean, what's up? He's Croatian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what it is. No, no, but in all seriousness. I just think he's so blah. I mean, he's bland as shit, dude. He's got no personality. Not much. Sure, he can pull off a great match with other behemoths, but so what? He's nothing, dude. He's just plain. You know, I'm not a match guy, so I, I can't argue with, with you know. But you know, a big guy that can move around, you you can find some use for him. But uh, they haven't. So uh, come to think of it, I didn't really care for him that much in in Ring of Honor either. So. 
I don't know. I mean, listen, what can I say? Uh, it's, it's just something that I was reading about yesterday. I don't know if it's true or not, or if it's just one of those IWC rumors, but it's a pretty random one. Uh, you know what? I actually believe it now that you said it because it makes sense for him to be dropped back down there because they've got nothing for him on the main roster anyway. I mean, Why else would there be news about Donovan Dijakovic if, if that was not it? Because he hasn't done no, anything sure. in, in a year or two, you know, a year, year and a half. So, I mean, by the way, speaking of rumors, I know this has nothing to do with NXT. I read that, it, it, That's that okay. Tony Khan has revisited the release thing and he's, he's actually going to buy out more contracts of people who aren't happy there and, and the first one might be mm. Malachi Black. Really? Uh-huh. When, when did you hear that? Was that today all over the dirt sheet? I heard it today. It's from a dirt sheet, but where I, where I saw it was on my default browser for regular internet on this very computer, which I think is Edge. Hmm, interesting. Which is the Microsoft browser, just quietly. Um, yeah, uh, look... Um, yeah, interesting. I, I don't know what to think, but um, did you hear about TK's little... Um, <laughs> yeah, his meeting his, uh, and no one showed up. He's meeting great. Dude, no one showed up. That's embarrassing, bro. I heard seven people showed up and two of them were, were there for Fulham. Yeah, I heard that too, which is interesting. I mean, that's funny to me. Um, I, I would have gone... Well, I would have gone too just to make him answer some damn questions. I would have gone just to see if I never had a hug. <laughs> that's a good one I mean do you think people have actually asked him for a damn hug evil doses need love too absolutely actually I want to see evil dose with the mask and everything on, on the show one day Jeff so do I ah, interesting Ooh. it is Halloween after it, all it I, I know it's next while. week listen it, it's a lot of effort to take the human form and it takes a lot of effort to revert back and the tentacles, they don't grow right away. It's like, it's like Deadpool. The tentacles huh. take a while to grow back to their, their full size. Well, can we possibly get him for Halloween next week on one of the shows? Well, it's possible. Hmm, interesting. I guess you're going to have to tune in and find out. I may have to um, contact uh, uh, Jonathan Gresham and see if he'll sell me one of his octopus masks. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Well, <laughs> well, next we move on because we get the schism who are talking about helping people remove their masks. Now, before I continue on with the segment, why are they call the schism? The, the, the schism implies a schism implies a break, mm-hmm. right? In a group or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see any schism. Between these three guys, Jeff. Well, it also doesn't make sense because they're, I mean, I guess it's irony, but their whole thing is that they're supposed to be building communities. So there shouldn't even be a schism between them and anyone else. And the thing is, is that the tag team still calls themselves the dyads sometimes, but sometimes yeah. the group is the dyad, sometimes it's the schism. But I guess the up, up and down of this is they showed us that there was a person in the hoodie wearing their mask, you know, in, and I've noticed this person before and it's the same person. And, you know, it was a little bit creepy, and but they're very small. It's it, it looks like it's like like Alexa Bliss or something. And don't they also imply that the dyad is one guy, which is the bald guy? That's where I'm confused. Well, I don't know. He does have two colors eyes, so maybe like uh, like Jane Seymour and, and Sasquatch from the old uh, Six Million Dollar Man. Well, get this, Jeff. I want to schism in this group, and I want to schism really fast. 
You hear me, I, HBK? Split these motherfuckers up and get rid of the dyad. He's useless. Can't yes, stand him. And, and his other British partner. Get rid of that guy too, man. Yeah, they suck. I mean, I don't know who this person is on the hoodie, but they better add a lot. They better be Lash Legends pretty deadly to make this thing work. Because, I, no. I, I, you know, adding someone to this just seems to be tainting someone else. So, uh, But it, it looks like it's probably a female. Because, I mean, various people, Joe Gacy, well, they were very small. And I mean, we know that the person you see isn't always who the, the wrestling character turns out to be, but it, it seemed to be consistently a small person when they were passing out the smiley face pins and in the crowd and and during this conversation. So yeah, I'm thinking it's. I mean, they look to be like a Alexa Bliss sized. Um, yeah, I was thinking that too. Actually, could it be Alexa? Maybe it's Sarai. She hasn't done jack or shit, and we haven't seen hide nor hair of her, but. Uh, I mean, she doesn't say anything, so I don't know how she adds to this group or benefits from being in this group. Because they're a bunch of like, if they had a lot of charisma and could do the talking for, that would be one. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just going by the size. I guess we'll find out Tuesday. But this is one of the least intriguing things in wrestling. Could it possibly lead to a Bray Wyatt fucking scenario? I mean, it could, but there. I mean, it's in like the Uncle Howdy, Uncle Harper thing doing it. You know, it, it's almost the same. I mean, I mean, and 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 not to not the promotions can't copy from each other and whatever. But I mean, wasn't the Dark Order doing this in, in, back when they were still a Dark Order? So, yeah, you're right. I feel like, I feel like I've seen this shit before. I mean, everybody's recruiting. I, I mean. You know, I guess the answer is watch less wrestling, and you won't see so many of the same reruns. You know, and uh, all, all different shows. But um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't even feel like talking about this any longer. We could talk about it next week on the conflict and see what happens. Maybe we'll be well, surprised happily. I will continue with the segment by saying what they said, which many wear on many other days instead of just Halloween. And I'm talking about the masks. No one wanted to buy in, and now they'll do it through force as they show the person in the red hoodie and they nod that they're ready to unmask. Joe Gacy says this Tuesday we will see the big reveal and the schism will become a group of four. Uh, They go on to say we tried a peaceful approach. What happens next is your fault. Four roots, one tree, and then they took yellow masks down to cover their faces. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I don't really care. Take off the masks. That's what the schism is about, taking off your masks. So now they're putting masks back on. Yeah, I dig F. Literally, this, this this is this is AEW storytelling. It is. It actually is. Um, and speaking of AEW storytelling, we get a brief history on the Diamond Mine before the next one. Who cares, right? I mean, okay. I mean, just kill them off already. Note to self and to the audience out there: you don't have to watch the NXT pre-shows anymore because they show you all of it during the course of. The event, unless you really enjoy uh, seeing Sam Roberts and oh. Dave LaGreca. Um, and it wasn't even like they gave us Kelly Kincaid or any new body. It was it was more of Mackenzie Mitchell, who's, you know, she's great, but I mean, at least give us a different person for the pre-show. So, um, yeah, T-Bar. <laughs> T- yeah. That, that was like, T-Bar is like three of that person. <laughs> the next, excuse him, could be, who knows. Uh, but <laughs> just make the group even worse, just quietly. Well, maybe um, it means that you'll cut the cut T bar in half and I'll schism in. Uh, <laughs> maybe. 
Talk well, about maybe yeah, it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. to Viscera. Um, we go to our next matchup between. It's an ambulance match between Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp. Uh, dude, man, how all this went down was just crazy. Julius jumped on Kemp early, and they quickly battled their way to the ambulance. Any hopes of a quick end were dashed, Jeff. When Kemp used a crutch to keep the door open, they fought all around the small arena. Absolutely. Using the steps, a wheelchair, crutches, and all of that shit, Kemp beats Julius up enough that when he put him in the ambulance and it seemed over, it was a surprise when Julius put his hand out in the door and allowed his fingers to get crushed as Damien kept slamming it shut. That looked legit, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Anything to save his brother's job, right? I mean, anything. Yep. Yep. So why not put your fucking hand out? This actually ended up being when he turned things around as he got a burst of adrenaline and absolutely took it to Kemp from there, spearing him into some desk chairs and using a folding chair to beat on him and power bombing him through a stretcher not long after. He took Kemp to the ambulance, put him in and slammed the door shut and Brutus ends up staying as Julius Creed defeats Damon Kemp. What a match. I actually thought this was the funnest match of the evening. And boy, his hand is got to be fucked up. I have one issue with the match, but I, I, I generally agree that this was a great match. Uh, I also forgot something earlier, which ties into this, which was Booker T's commentary. Because when he was talking about Apollo Crews, he said, you know, sometimes you take a step backwards to, 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 to elevate yourself, a la Drew McIntyre, a la Cody Rhodes, shot at right. AW. And then when they were talking about Brutus, or, you know, the Brutus is, you know, would lose his job, they're like, this, and he's done. His career is over. There's nowhere for him to go. Once you're out of NXT and out of the company, you're done. You're out of your business, out of this business. Okay. So good on Booker for that. Though I will say, for most of the card, Booker really seemed a little bit bored. At one yeah. point, when he meant to say the NXT championship, he said the North American championship, and they got to correct <laughs> him or clean it up later. Booker belongs on the main roster, and, you know, you know. I don't know, somebody, maybe Kevin Patrick, or I don't know, somebody else should be at NXT. It's, it, Booker should be on Raw, you know, he's got the personality, he knows the people, he's more about that. Anyway, and what did I like about this match? You're right, it looked brutal on his hands, but after that, he didn't sell it. You know, the first time he threw a punch, it looked like he was purposely using his forearm and his elbow, and I was about that, and if he kept doing it, but then he was using both hands and he was using them without, you know, not like they're hurting him. Like, and they kept, they were covered. So the adrenaline, once the adrenaline kicks, so you don't feel anything. but he should have used everything but his hands and, you know, headbutt, use his, use his feet, use the elbow kick. Uh, and, and when he carried him, he should have like somehow done it so that the fireman carried him without using his fingers and threw him in there and not, and he should have protected his hands. That's my only criticism is that the fingers were crushed and broken. He shouldn't have used his fingers or or when if he used if he had to use his hands he should have been like this and like immediately put them into a bucket of ice hmm. well to be fair I, I will counter one thing about what you just said when his hand got well when his fingers got crushed the final time he kind of reacted like he got really pissed off like it really hurt him and that's when he jumped straight out of the ambulance beat the shit out of Kemp, and then won the match so you can give him a pass for that because, you know, if you're if you if you're having all this adrenaline, I can see me reacting that way. Where to the point where it pissed me off that my hand got slammed again, and I'll still you just beat the shit out of him. 
I'm not giving well, him a pass. Well, I'm just saying. Well, fair enough. And, and this is why I didn't really like Marty Skrull or Pete Dunne's offense either, where they break the fingers. Yeah, right, we right. do wrestling with the broken fingers. Nobody sells broken fingers. <laughs> it's true. And they do it. They, they make it look good. I won't lie. I mean, the, right. both the villain, Marty Skrull, and uh, Butch, shall we call him now, both make it look really good. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, didn't Penta used to do the same thing and now he doesn't well, do it anymore? he would break arms, but that was his finisher. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're right. Um, Facebook the ground, they were gone for a while. Absolutely. And that was a good finisher because it looked good, man. It looked like he broke fucking guy's arms. Anyway, Facebook user in the chat says, NXT pre-show better than Rampage. Uh, I don't know about that, but... No, I'm not going to Yeah, come on. Let's be honest. Especially this Rampage. This Rampage was so terrible. It was, it was good. <laughs> it was so terrible that it was good. Facebook user also said Creed Brothers are two Daniel Garcias with a little more charisma. Nah. Uh, they're mean, much better the Creed Brothers, man, than Daniel Garcia. First, first of all, physically, they don't look... I mean, they look like people you wouldn't want to fuck with. And Julius Creed has a, has a, a, a lot of charisma. I mean, I think he's... he's uh, or personality. Yeah, personality-wise, he's naturally got it. Like, just he's naturally got some sort of charisma. I mean, they can work on it. The only thing I didn't like, though, I will say, he looked like he came out with his fucking underwear, bro. Somebody else said that too as he wrestling his underwear. Um, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. The, 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 you're right. The, the, the ring gear is not top notch. Um, but uh, Julius Creed, I, I think, is the personality they want with Cesaro, and they're getting the body, you know, uh, of Cesaro. And Brutus is a, you know, he doesn't need to have that much personality. I mean, listen, we all love the Road Warriors. They are my favorite team of all time. Animal didn't have any personality. He was just really, really angry. <laughs> and that was enough for him, though. It worked for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even though Hawk was probably the biggest yeah. star, obviously, right? But it didn't matter because they were both badasses anyway. Right. And, and Brutus can be that. He can, he can be that until he gets more comfortable and finds whatever personality he wants. The the only the only thing with Braun Breaker, why he can't get away with doing that is because he's a single star and they're trying to push him as a star, a title contender. So he's got to be more than just angry guy. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree. Uh, the one thing I do like, though, about what you said on our conflict show, which is a couple of days ago, um, is they should join American, uh, what was it called? American um, Alpha, whatever they're called. What's the team? No, no, no. You said about them two being part of, um, what's uh, Otis's Alpha Academy? Um, Alpha Academy, that's it. I think that would actually be pretty good, especially if you have Brutus teaming up with uh, Otis, say, and you have uh, Julius, and thank you team yeah. up together I think that'd be pretty great if Alpha Academy wasn't a bunch of jokes and just jobbers I mean that that would that would be fine but uh, I was talking about it's Josh Woods I was talking about that I want to oh see. yeah you're right you're right that's true well I think them two could actually work if they were taken serious sure if Alpha Academy club. was taken serious absolutely hey, much better too oh wait you're talking about the old school Varsity Club yeah talking about Rotunda Steiner right 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 yeah. right right even Sullivan's Varsity Club the good Varsity Club yeah the oh, great yeah, Varsity yeah, Club yeah, shall yeah. I say not the Varsity Blonde who can't call themselves no, that no, anymore no, so no, no. <laughs> it is what it is anyway I mean, um, they didn't even match- merit a match to try and get their trademark back 
How fucking silly, man. Again, we can talk about AEW and their stupidity all day if we wanted to, but we'll get to that. I mean, if you want to hear us talk AEW, tune in to channelattitude.com because that was a bumper show where we had a very special comeback by none other than Mr. Dr. Michael Jago, PhD, right back on Rampage Uncaged on channelattitude.com via Hamin Media Group. And uh, yeah, trust me, for five bucks, you will not be disappointed. And the um, is right here on the PWC. Absolutely. Um, also, after the match, Brutus and Ivy Nile came out to celebrate with Julius in the ring. They were happy as hell about it as the ambulance was shown driving off just as Fire and Rose were actually pulling in. Yep. And that means it's time for the fucking damn match for your NXT Women's Championship. And that is Mandy Rose, your champion versus Alba Fire. I hated this match. Um, I didn't hate the match, but, you know, it, it was too reminiscent of, you know, Flair and the Horsemen, you know, losing. And it was very NWA. I, the only thing I didn't like about it is that when Toxic Attraction did their finisher to Alba Fire on the outside, they missed. No. Only, only one of them... Only one of them looked like they hit. They have to both look for the to, to move to have any impact. Aside from that, I didn't care. I mean, the, the, this match was, you knew it wasn't going to be more than 10 minutes long. It wasn't. It was, you know, it was interference. I like the toxic attraction found their way there. Um, you know, they're trying to build up Alba Fire. So the only way for her to lose is that she actually won. There was just no ref. And then she does the smart thing by getting the ref back in there. And then they clobber her and throw her back in the ring. And now the ref recovers. I mean, this is this is you know this is 1984 booking. It was it, it's fine. I'm 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 cool with it. Really? Yeah. I I didn't like this man. I didn't Plus, like it. But anyway, my, my my dollar earner Mandy Rose um, was looking like the queen of roses, and despite really wanting to give the dollar to Shotzi, I had to give it to Mandy. Now again, I will restate to those listening: if Shotzi came out after this match and and during the main event and had was more active during the entirety of the show and had you know one or two more costumes I'm, I, I'm sure that would have tilted in her favor I wanted to go with the upset but uh, <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar <laughs> exactly <laughs> but uh, were you going to say something else no I think you made your point that, that I, I should stop <laughs> rambling about Mandy Rose <laughs> well anyway Mandy Rose ends up defeating Alba Fire to retain her NXT women's championship i can't stand alba fire fuck off already um and that stupid baseball bat was just anyway i don't even want to go there but we move on to another segment which we get zoe stark and nikita lyons cutting a promo saying they're gonna win the women's tag team titles and they're really happy about it jeff as edris um how do you say his last name man enofi there you go enofi and malik blade Shop to say they too will be winning tag team titles in the men's division. Everyone was very happy. It was nice to see they all left together to watch the main event. Pretty much the the <laughs> antithesis of what happened with the Hill Champions earlier in the antithesis. evening. Antithesis. Oh, antithesis. Whatever the fuck is this, it is. Basically, is what happened with the Hill Champions earlier in the evening. Um, not much to really write home about. We got a lot of these same segments pretty much yeah. all through the night. Yeah. 
mixed in with a little chalky. So, yeah. It is what it is. Well, it's headline time, which means main event time. And it's for your NXT championship between Bron Breaker, your champion, versus Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough. Can't stand JD, but it is what it is. And I'll say how it went down right off the bat. The story was established once more with Dragunov choosing to attack JD straight away, completely ignoring the champion. Eventually, they settled in and everyone was just kicking everyone's else's backside. Later, the planned Kevin Owens exposed McDonough turning Bron and Ilya against each other to benefit himself, as was shown as working out, and he got caught clapping to it. So they turned on him and beat the track, the, the crap out of him. We got one hell of a holy shit moment when Bron hit a Frankensteiner on JD, and Ilya caught him and went into a powerbomb. They did a slick false finish when Dragunov hit three German suplexes on McDonough, with Breaker coming out for the third and tossing Ilya, then hitting him with the bulldog off the top and a power slam. But when we went in for the pin, JD ran to throw him out and steal it. Ilya just barely kicked out when Breaker got back in. He got rid of McDonough and went for a spear, but Dragunov countered with a knee and then hit the torpedo for just two. The referee was an inch away from three when McDonough got in the ring and put his hand under the referee to stop the third uh, slap of the mat. They beat each other down some more with Ilya finally doing just enough to JD to keep him down for good. He didn't have enough left for Breaker though as he went in for another torpedo and ended up eating a spear. And that was it as Bron Breaker defeats Ilya Dragunov and JD McDonough to retain his NXT Championship. This match could have been better for me but it was alright I guess. Yeah, I, I mean I think this is where Shawn Michaels or whoever booked this match lost the plot because the plot of, because the plot of NXT is to make their NXT champion look good and to grow and and that's frankly, what they seemed like they were trying to do it just didn't work out that way well most of the match was JD McDonough and Ilya Dragunov fighting right. each other Braun was like the third guy in the mix he should have been the first or the second guy for two thirds of the match versus one third of the match um, I don't like J.D. McDonough. His character isn't particularly interesting. Um, it was weird how somebody was talking about the, the maestro gimmick of, of Dragunov, and it really doesn't make any sense with what he does. It, I, and, you know, so, right, but he doesn't... But really fast. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> Dragunov, like... <laughs> I, I, I'll stick by what I said. Him and Montez Ford, same thing. They're both really good wrestlers, but they both overact terribly. Of course, Dragunov is also small. I mean, I see what people like about Dragunov. I, I love Dragunov, Jeff. I'm not going to lie. McDonough's like body is too compact, and his head is gigantic. And that gigantic, hair, bro. And that shaped haircut of his doesn't do him any favors once the moose starts to loosen up. I mean, <laughs> he just has a giant fucking head, and it looks weird i'm sorry just like tyler bay it looks weird i feel like uh -huh. there's a dwarf in there wrestling and like some like a, like literally like braun is supposed to be the dog face gremlin i felt like there was a gremlin there roof, roof. right <laughs> so but anyway braun won he had to win uh i guess you, you can now believe that Ilya feels like he was gypped so him and jd can play with each other but i have to be honest with you i am 
for, I don't know, probably 90% of these NXT UK people they brought over, I'm all set with them. I, You know, they brought in Blair Underwood. I don't know if she's still around or not. They brought in Tyler Bate. I don't know if he's still around or not. I, I'm all set. They, 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 they can ship him up. Just pay him to stay home. Just just pay him to go home and, and you know, work out. They can keep Ilya. He can, he can you know, make his way up if they want to bring Braun up. He's a perfectly credible champion, I suppose. Um, For NXT, absolutely. Right now, he's easy the most credible champion oh by the way on nxt proper and during the show on multiple occasions they kept saying that whoever won the coffin match had to be thought to be in line for the for the nxt championship really why but they why? kept yeah. saying it so that's not an act i mean so the so i guess apollo cruz against Braun breaker is the next program and that's sort of interesting because they're sort of you know they're both sort of around you know, Breaker's taller though, man. Nah, no, Breaker's taller. He's taller yeah. by at least two inches, dude. But they're both okay. But they're both sort of muscle guys, you know, with, with yeah. athletic muscle guys with you know that are both, you know, within a couple of inches of each other and similar weights, and you know, it's that could be interesting. They're both faces, I suppose. Uh, anyway, that's what well, you, that's what they were saying anyway. Well, but the thing is, I think. Uh, even Brom Breaker, I think he's bigger than him, even in uh, muscle mass. Sure, Apollo Crews looks great, but he's like a small version of Lashley, really, when you think about it. Well, I mean, so? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, well, we'll have to see them next to each other. I, I mean, I, I do think that Braun is a little bit taller and a little bit broader. But he's much broader this, than Apollo Cruz. I mean, he might me. have a thicker back, but I think Apollo has a thick has a thicker chest. I don't know. Whatever. I don't we'll know, see. Man. I, mean, I don't know. It's it's not a bodybuilding contest. I mean, they're, they're no, just, no, it's they're, not. They're just similarly built guys, and that's that's like the one the one thing that Braun has in these. He sort of wrestled taller guys like Duke Hudson. Uh, they ne- they never put him with like Solo Sokoa, who sort of you know would would be a similar kind of guy. Um, but they had him with Duke Hudson, I think. Uh, did they have him with Von Wagner ever? Oh, uh, yeah, I think they did more recently, like about three months ago, maybe. I, th- I thought so, too. And then, you know, a bunch of, you know, Cameron Grimes, we remember, and then, you know, uh, Joe Gacy, and, uh, you know, obviously Tyler Bate and J.D. McDonough, and now Ilya Dragunov, and they've had a, you know, a bunch of sort of the smaller, speedy guys uh, in there with him. Um, so this seems to be you know maybe maybe the last test or maybe the last test would be like a giant i think it's time for him to be moved up to the main roster because everyone's a lot smaller than him he needs needs acting classes but that's all right because you can build him up as just this great sort of wrestler like you know with a great bloodline essentially you know being related to the steiners obviously you can and then you can work on his acting skills a little later as long as you, as long as you keep him white meat babyface, where he, he can just do the minimal shit. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to do too much. But you know, he just can kiss babies, wave to the crowd, go woof woof, and everyone's happy. But that's not him. Well, he's a Steiner. Right. It is what Steiner. it is. But he's but he's but he's not quite Scott with the big personality. He's not quite no no with the little touch in the head. You know, level. Right. No, 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 that's true, but that's okay. I mean, I know he's pretty much comes out like his freaking dad or his uncle all the time. Wearing he's, he's more like 
Well, he's more like Scott when before he went blonde. But he's true, he's true. more like Stone Cold before he's more like when he was stunning Steve Austin. Well, the ring stunning was. Steve Austin still had more charisma than Braun Breaker. Come on, dude. There you go. That's what he needs to build. God, he needs to, he needs to find he needs to find his charisma. It's there. It's there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it's could it be a confidence thing? Yes. So I, well, all he has to do is work on that, and uh, eventually it'll come to him. Absolutely. Absolutely does. And you know what, man? He looks like a Steiner, and that matters a lot so far. So as long as he looks like a Steiner, and he change his name, man, to at least Bronson Steiner. I mean, it's just it's so much better. Well, they can't. Yeah, it's having two bronze. It's too weird a name. There's bronze already, though. Bron Breaker. That's what I just said. You can't have two bronze. I mean, I know they spell it differently, but it sound phonetically, it's the same. So, so when he does go to the main roster, then what do you do? We're still going to have two bronze. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll just maybe they'll just make Braun Strowman Strowman. I don't know. Mm. Or maybe or just uh, Breaker. Maybe they'll call him what the what uh, EC3 was calling him Titan. Nah, after Omos, <coughs> excuse me, totally dwarfed uh, him. You, you couldn't call him Titan. You can have a giant and a titan. I mean, it's okay. A titan should be the biggest thing, though, in my opinion. You're going to call him the golem, then? I don't know. I, I mean, you know. Plus, plus the um, ogre, maybe. the troll. Yes, the ogre. Absolutely much better. Okay. Because uh, Braun Strowman is one dumbass, dude. He was dumbass even on SmackDown. He made himself look dumb. Again. But that's for another time and another show. I'm just saying. It's fine. I think he said he said everyone here knows more about acting than talking. I mean, he's right. He 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 knows his. He's he's got the same problem as Braun Breaker. Doesn't have much of a personality. But he's six. He doesn't. He really doesn't. Three hundred and twenty pounds. Where Braun Breaker is six feet two thirty. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Braun Strowman is one of the most overrated fucking wrestlers out there, period, dude. Honestly, I truly believe that. He really? does. He can, he can be overrated because size is what it is. He's he's one in half a billion. I get that. And that's true. I just can't stand his personality. Like, he's just dumb, he's bro. Just- that's why he was great in the Wyatt family or, or something right. else when, when somebody's talking for him. I mean, whenever Brock Lesnar is ready to retire, you know, the, Paul Heyman would be perfect for him if they wanted to put the gas behind him. Or, I mean, can you imagine him and almost being a tag team with MVP, the new brothers of destruction or the new oh. skyscraper or something like the that? The skyscrapers. The only that's, problem is who, who would be. you believe to beat them? Nobody. <laughs> But, you know, the Brothers of Destruction lost. So, I mean, you know, it's wrestling. You got to be. I know, but you got to be realistic. It's like Jade Cargill in AEW right now, man. Who can truly beat her? Realistically. Nobody ever should. That's how it should be then if them two were to get together. Okay. I mean, it's not like we have an abundance of big guys Uh, in professional wrestling now. Sangha and Veer. Oh. I mean, they can be the two Indian towers. I mean, they're huge. I mean, Sangha is huge, bro. Yeah, they, they could be. Uh, well, are the Himalayas in, uh, in the at all? Yeah, they the are. Players, they the players from the Himalayas, like they Sanjay Dutt. The Himalayas, or they can call the Vedas, or the, the Vedic warriors. I don't know. 
you know, you well, put Jinder with them. They got a, they got another guy in the back. You know, you have you have some people you know causing problems. You know, I don't know. Whatever you can figure it out. It's wrestling. You can figure it out. Some sort of diabolical cheating. You put itching powder into their into their wrestling trunks. Oh, God damn it! I don't know, but look, Mister Fuji throws pretty... salt in their face. Uh, yeah, we haven't had that in a long time. Why not? Fuji-san, R.I.P. to Mister Fuji. Uh, yeah, I think anyway, Jeff. I think that covers it, man. I think we've spoken at length. We've done a good hour and thirty minutes. So, Jeff. I'm good. Tell them where they can find you, my man. And before you do that, what would you give the show out of, say, a five-star rating? How many stars? Two and a half. <laughs> I'm with you. About two and a half. Easy. Two True. and a half because it was free. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter there. Um, you can often find me on the PWC next to Jimmy T. That rhymes. Excellent. Hey, lots of shows over there. there. Um, I have another wrestling tag team partner. That's uh, Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. Our show is called Hammerlock Hangover, so check that out. Um, and my non-wrestling podcast, Garden of Doom and Garden Views. They're on the same feed, and they're also here on the PWC, on Wrestling Suit Network, PW Hustle. Some of the shows are on the Humming Media Group. And occasionally I'm on Channel Attitude, as Jimmy said, but never without Jimmy, or at least not yet. Um, but it's coming. Um, hey, hey. <laughs> as the student eclipses the teacher. Um, Art of the Doom is like occult, esoteric, and uh, anthropology, history, alternative history, things that go bump in the night. I interviewed a, a shaman today, or a shaman today. I have, uh, I've had shows about giants this month. Last October, a lot of scary stuff. I interviewed a witch, a vampire, African legends, Asian legends, things that are real scary and stuff like that. Art of Doom is more topical. Yeah, about illegal stuff. So uh, check that shit out. I don't think it'll be disappointing. I agree. You will not be disappointed if you love all that type of stuff. Um, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at the PWC Network. And heck, I should promote this more often. Our YouTube channel. We've got a new one. Just type PWC Network where we're live right now and you'll find us. Also, we're on Twitch, we're on Twitter and on Facebook. Check us out there. We're live on Facebook Live also. Please like and subscribe at channelattitude.com where, like Jeff mentioned, for five bucks, you can you can hear us talk, AEW, and more particular, Rampage, every Friday night. Also, like and subscribe at hamimedigroup.pubbing.com where you can find all our affiliate shows, including Jeff's, and at the Blow-Off Pod and at the PW Hustle. Uh, in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Evil Doss Jeff Lindman, and you've been listening and watching the PWC NXT Halloween Havoc review show right here on the PWC Network. Peace out and happy Halloween. Stay evil, my friends. It's the right time. It is. I know you are a big fan oh. of Hayes with Trick Williams on the outside. Will tonight be the night for Hayes to silence his critics, to put to bed his haters? He says he is nothing but a vibe, and right now, he is chopping down the field. Mello Hayes is on a roll right now. I say this kid, like I said, just stay focused, stay consistent. He'll be like Tony Montana. Uh -oh. The world could be his. Oh, the world may not be his book, because he may not be walking tomorrow.
Apollo had everything going for him there for a second. I, I mean, that's the Apollo I was about to say, about to put the locker room on notice, and Waller just turned it around quick as a cat. What is on the mind of Apollo Crews? As you hear the very vocal oh. NXT Universe here tonight oh. at Halloween Havoc. And Waller thumb to the eye. Right to the eye again of Cruz. Oh. oh! That's it. It's over. Women need to think about this book. Too late to be thinking, man. We're in it. Again, the chair in hand. The same chair he beat Brutus down with. Oh, just went off. And now Julia starting to fight back. But again, Kemp, almost relentless. Oh, wow. wow. He just threw the ring bell. Oh, this match. What the is, hell? It's getting, getting out of hand right now. I mean, this match has a little bit of a hell of a no-holds bar. It could be a street fight. It could be a little bit of everything here tonight at Halloween Havoc. Look, we better watch ourselves. Things will be flying this way. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get in front and catch something. These two, we knew this was a highly anticipated fight. And it's been everything and more here at Halloween Havoc. And Julius, ooh, Kent. They knew this wasn't gonna be, oh, a catch is, catch can classic. Instead, this is gonna be a good old fashioned fight. And now Kent. She has been the most dominant women's there champion we go, in recent memory. She just wants some respect, put out her name, and she could be beaten into fire right now. Yeah, I like that. That's Mandy Rose. Mandy has come a long way, all the way from tough enough, and I look at her now. She's the best in this business. Look at the look on her face. The scowl, like Rocky Balboa would say, I'll make you. Say that, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I got what you're saying. Either way, <laughs> Mandy Rose has been impressive over the last year. But she has seemed to be a little disheveled over the last month or so. I'm just getting disheveled, distracted in so many different ways. But right now, Mandy Rose is on the move. Well, still trending number one Halloween Havoc. And when you wonder if Alba Fire is able to dethrone Mandy Rose here tonight. There's Lee. Lee trying to climb, trying to hold on and bad, bad. Oh. Oh, what the, what the, what the hell is he doing? What is he doing? Look at the power. What is he doing? Look at the strength. What the hell oh, is he crap. doing? 
again, the devil inside. Dragunov having it blocked once again, hoisting up McDonough. And for Dragunov. Oh! Combination offense. And you take a look at a guy like Dragunov who is taking a lot of punishment in this matchup. Look, he doesn't fear pain. He's not that. He welcomes it. He is not that. It is adrenaline, man. What's it's he the, doing? It's adrenaline. What the hell's dragging off thinking? Double level. And right now, he knows winning that goal. Oh! Well, Breaker. Oh! Gotta keep eyes in the back here. Head dragging off now. Trying to peel Breaker away. Breaker able to create some separation. And now, Breaker. Could be looking for that Frankensteiner into a power bomb. Wow. You ever see that book? Never. Have you ever seen that? Never. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.